0: Today on 2C Fans, he was able to tag some giant, great white sharks.
1: But this is a trick question. Oh. What, what were the biggest?
0: What were the, were the biggest? Yeah. Uh, okay, whale sharks. Yeah. Okay, here. At least, at
1: least I'm assuming that the whale sharks we tagged were bigger than the white sharks. but.
0: Yeah, they would be because here. I think the biggest white shark was only 15 or 16. Or
1: oh, 20. only that long. Yeah, what? Yeah, only, only that long. Only. Hello and welcome to 2C Fans at Moat Marine Lab, your podcast for marine science, conservation and education at Moat in Sarasota, Florida. I'm Haley Rutger.
0: And I'm Joe Nicholson.
1: And uh, we've had quite a year. And we, Heck of a year. Yes. Uh, Happy New Year. It's 2019 now and we want to tell you about pretty much everything in 2018. Think there was I, a lot. think I can do it.
0: I don't know. You go, and I'll, uh, I'll embellish. How's okay, that? Okay, okay,
1: that sounds good. Before I go, um, because it's a new year, my resolution is to <laughs> ask more of you to rate us on the iTunes store because that would make us happy.
0: Please rate us.
1: Please. Joe make a sad face. You
0: can't see it. But, well, I can. I'll I can it.
1: see it, and I'm, now I'm sad.
0: Okay. <laughs> good cheer, job. Cheer, good job. Cheer, cheer up, Hales. <laughs> yeah. It's a new year. We're, it's, we're, we're, it's a positive year. Joe
1: is being positive. So, um, with that positive note, let's get right into Red Tide.
0: Let's go. <laughs> That that was actually one of the
1: toughest things from last year. Um, In 2018, we actually had a red tide that continued over from 2017 and especially in summer, um, late summer, we had it pretty darn seriously uh, along Sarasota County and areas around here. Um, So it stretched quite a distance and it took out quite a lot of marine life. And during that time, you know, we continued to do the monitoring that we at Moat do together Mm. with uh, the FWC, the state agency. And, uh, Joe, I want to ask you some trivia questions about that. Go for it. Okay. So we got a beach conditions reporting system at Moat that tells people, like, are people coughing on the beach? Are there dead fish? It helps you, like, choose which beach to go to. I think
0: it's called the BCRS.
1: Very good. Very good. Um, How many... Times was it viewed during the course of the bloom by people?
0: Three.
1: Three times. Three times. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> you think we're that unpopular?
0: No. <laughs> oh, okay, more. Three. No, uh, more, more. Three. I meant to say three thousand times.
1: <sighs> Orders of magnitude. Keep, keep going up.
0: 30,000 times.
1: Can I just give you the answer? Yes, please. 3.16 million times. Are
0: you kidding me? No. Wow. I don't lie. Wow.
1: So, you know, out of uh, a difficult red tide, it was good that, you know, we could help some people, a lot of people. (laughs) A lot of people, apparently. (laughs) Uh, More than three. Get some information. (laughs) Yeah. Out of that three... In something million views, there was like nine hundred forty-six thousand unique users. Oh, so. see,
0: I was looking at our ratings on uh, iTunes. Shh. Three.
1: <laughs> Even that's better than three. Come on, I come know, on, I'm kidding, come I'm kidding. on. Okay, so we uh, had a lot of fish kills during this red tide, which is one of the hardest parts—stinky, um, unpleasant—and had us has us pretty worried about um, a lot of fish. I know we went down and we did a rapid snook assessment down there, and at the same time, we started this Adopt a Snook program. Do you know what the point here, another trivia question, what was the point of that program?
0: To um, help restore the snook stock.
1: Yep, yeah, yeah, you got it. The CCA, the Coastal Conservation Association, the FWC and Moat um, came
0: All great organizations.
1: Exactly. And we came together, and uh, we actually still are allowing people to adopt snook on our websites. Uh, CCA has the adopt page on their site. And if uh, if you fail to get somebody a Christmas or holiday present and you want to reward You can always
0: get Haley or I a, a, a adopt a snook. You if could. Out there, if anybody's listening.
1: I want a snook. Okay. I want my very own snook out there swimming. Okay. Hint. Hint. Before I move on from the Red Tide, what was the big um, new Red Tide component of Moat that we announced in
0: 2018? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, <laughs> I know this one. Um, Arnold Horschach. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> you older people will know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, it was the uh, ozonation
1: machine. That, that was a, that was a thing. That's that wasn't not what the I was big thinking thing. Of. No. Ozone, yeah. the ozonation machine was something we tested in a Canal in Boca Grande last year. And it worked great. Well, was f- I don't know yet. Rich hasn't shared our results yet. We we're waiting oh. for him.
0: I thought okay.
1: Oh. Well, you can just I keep thought it looked great. It did look great, but yeah, the ozone system is something we use in the aquarium, and it works great in the aquarium to get red tide out of the water. We patented it for that reason, but uh, in the field test, I'm still waiting to hear if it did what they wanted, if you need a bigger system or what. That's the kind of thing we were hoping to learn. Gotcha. And, yeah, I mean, you can wishful think all you want, but I want the results.
0: Well, see, that's why you've got the facts, and I've got the conjecture.
1: So <laughs> makes this such a great podcast. <laughs> yes. No, uh, the answer I was looking for was we uh, started a Red Tide Institute.
0: Oh, the, goodness. Uh, yeah, that is big news. We a whole new um, leader of that uh, institute. I can't remember her name. She's
1: here, Dr. Cynthia Heil. Heil,
0: that's it, yes. Dr.
1: Heil, she's great, and she's going to lead a mitigation program at Moat. Um, we should have her on. Yeah, we absolutely should. You hear that, Dr. Heil? It's a matter of time. Matter of time,
0: matter of time, we will hunt you down.
1: And we made this institute with uh two donors, the and well, Andrew and Judith Economos, their foundation made it possible. So, um, big shout out to them,
0: yeah, thank you very much.
1: Yeah, so let me move on from red tide for a bit, um, because this year the other big, big challenge that we dealt with was um, on our Florida Keys coral reefs. You want to guess what that was?
0: Um, I'm gonna say disease.
1: Yes. Can you be more specific?
0: Um, there was a disease that was spreading. Yes. And I don't know what it was called. I can't remember. We had... Um, who did we have on that was telling us about it? Mm, mm.
1: Uh, actually, we had uh, Sarah Fangman from the yep. Florida Keys National Marine We Secretary.
0: did have Sarah Fangman, um, but we also had...
1: Uh, Dr. Muller. Uh, Muller, yes. Our own Dr. Muller. Our own Dr. Muller. Yeah. And it's
0: spreading from... It was going at least from key largo and heading south.
1: Yeah, I don't remember the geographic, but I know that it it's called stony coral tissue loss disease. Ooh, That's the disease that doesn't outbreak. Sound good. Um we're part of this effort with the sanctuary and and the Florida Department of Environmental Protection to figure out how to deal with it. It's covering guess how many acres?
0: More than 3.
1: Come on. Come on.
0: I know uh, it's probably hundreds of thousands of acres.
1: It's ninety six thousand, oh. so uh, you not doing too bad there. Okay,
0: well, I, I overestimated. Are you there, underestimating or overestimate with you?
1: We're actually a moat. People are co-leading something called the Restoration Trials Team to see like the best way to um, restore corals uh, amid this without making it. You know, try not to make it worse. What are the best practices? What can we do?
0: It's not a good time to be a coral. You got mm, disease. You have got nah. ocean acidification. You've got coral bleaching.
1: Yeah, you've got temperature changes from climate change. You've got... geez, man.
0: Right? I'm trying to be a positive guy this year, but...
1: How are you going to keep that up, Joe?
0: I don't know. Don't be a coral.
1: I don't think that's a good answer. No? No, I think you have to find a way to be positive even if you aren't coral.
0: I'm a resilient coral genotype that can sustain myself through all these harsh challenges to my life.
1: I want to be one of those. Yes. Um, so we are actually looking in, in our research for, um, Dr. Erin Muller down there in our Florida Keys lab and her colleagues, they're looking at, um, whether the genotypes of coral, you know, the genetic varieties that they grow to restore, mm-hmm. they're seeing if there are any that are really tolerant to this, um, and to other issues that corals face. And that's a big gist of, uh, a big part of their research. Cool. Yeah, I think it's cool.
0: Well, you know, they're helping the corals down there, and that's what we need.
1: Yeah. Um, and we had a lot of other coral work this year. There is so much that I'm not even sure that I could possibly cover it um, in one podcast. <laughs> so, no. So I, I have to move on to... Um, but
0: we did have two things that helped the corals last year. Oh, if you're, I'm going to jump ahead here. I don't even know if you have it in there. Fine, go. But we had two Ocean Fests.
1: Yeah, you went to those. In
0: the I, I actually worked both. Um, they were both fantastic events. The one in April was in Key West.
1: All right. And, wait, and, I, and then you had one.
0: And then we had one in November in, uh, Isla And you that were, one, that there. one was also, I was there as well. Okay. Who, one.
1: Which one was more fun? I'm just you kidding. Know, Don't say they that. They
0: both were, they both were fantastic. The, um, the food, the music. The even the, the the vendors that were there with their um, very unique and and creative crafts and and uh, ideas that we had plenty of um, uh, also educational um, displays or vendors that I don't want to call them vendors, but they uh, outreach people I guess I would say like from the um, uh, turtle hospital and the dolphin. Research center. Research center and was it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. People I was, I from all over. I was there. I'm counting on you.
0: Well, you know, it's Joe Brain. Joe Brain. Um, but yeah, and you know, we had artists like in Key West. We had uh, uh, Wyland. He uh, donated some artwork for the the cause for the coral reef um, research and rehabilitation, or whatever it's called. <laughs> and in isla murata we had another great artist named pasta um (laughs) who donated some artwork for the cause as well is this is
1: this true or a myth that somebody thought you were him
0: um somebody actually came up to me and thought you were and and asked me for my autograph (laughs) because they thought i was pasta
1: but you didn't lie i didn't i said
0: i i i'm not the man um but I will sign that if you'd like. <laughs> I'll they, take your autograph. They they, they, uh, they declined to accept my autograph. Oh,
1: yeah, I would take your autograph. Joe. But pasta
0: pasta is a great guy. He um he also plays the drums in a band. And, which is uh,
1: something you did.
0: Which is something I did.
1: You sure you're not the same person?
0: I'm not pasta. Okay. But I'd like to be pasta.
1: Well, um, okay, let's um, let's move on and pass the pasta.
0: Yeah, so that was uh, that was the two Ocean Fests, that, which was great for the coral. But we had some other stuff going on earlier in the year.
1: I know. We? It's your, your favorite. Uh, what happened in February?
0: Mm.
1: What was that big announcement in February?
0: Oh, the Moat Sea. Yes. And that stands That's, for yeah. the Moat um, Science and Education Aquarium. We announced um, our our hopes and dreams of building a, a bigger, better, stronger, um, aquarium.
1: Yes. Inland. Yeah. It's actually, if we, um, are able to do what we're hoping to do, it would be in Benderson park, which is easy to get to from, you know, Sarasota or Manatee counties. It's easier than uh, where it's, we are right now. It's on, right
0: off the yeah, highway.
1: Yeah. We're on St. Armand's circle right now. We're near St. Armands. So we're a little bit of a, a hall for people, but, um, the lab would stay here. So, we're glad about that because we're right on the water here. We wouldn't want to miss that.
0: Well, we're out of space here for research. That's we, true. we literally are. We literally have scientists in closets. We and, are.
1: We are juggling scientists. And we,
0: we've you know, we've converted bathrooms into laboratories, and which makes it kind of hard sometimes to find a bathroom. <laughs> but. Um,
1: well, and in a, in, You walk
0: into a room and it's like, oh, this has changed.
1: In a, I know, all of a sudden. Oh, in October, we actually uh, made some progress. Uh, the Sarasota County Commission approved a term sheet uh, developed by us in Sarasota County, which has basically given us a path to formalize a lease and conveyance agreement um, for the land. Yay. So we're waiting for some more updates on that. But so far, so good. Yeah. Um, the aquarium itself you know, the existing aquarium um, had a lot of love this past year because uh, we got our accreditation from the Association of Zoos and Aquariums again.
0: Big props to all and our aquarists.
1: They did wonderful. Um, and, okay, out of all of the association, the AZA members, like Moat.
0: What does AZA stand for? Haley.
1: Association of Zoos and Aquariums. Okay. Out of all of those members, um, ha- Let's see. How do I say this? I don't know. Some are some produce more research than others. Yes. Out of the ones that produce the most, where does Moat rank in that list?
0: Number five.
1: Mm, try again.
0: Mm, seven.
1: No. Oh, higher? Better. Uh,
0: three. Two. Really? Yeah. Yay. Yay yeah. for Moat.
1: We're second only to the uh, Smithsonian National Zoological Park. Wow,
0: <laughs> that's incredible. Well, it's not really that surprising because the people here do some amazing work, yeah, and are, are truly committed to our, our oceans and and the wildlife that lives in it.
1: Yeah, that's a good testament, and um, that was uh, the, that sort of listing of. Uh, association of zoos and aquariums and their research was in a scientific journal so that was really cool
0: well didn't we ever have another um aza um
1: uh happy fun time happy
0: fun time with uh somebody that works here special dare i say a hero to the ocean
1: dare i say a hero yes Uh, amanda hodo one of our very own podcast guests who takes care of our uh, Seahorses. She's done work with Neon Gobies and other things that I can't recall right now. She um, was voted uh, one of the winners in AZA's Find Your Heroes video contest.
0: yeah, so, Amanda. Yay! Great job.
1: So, that was pretty awesome. Now, uh, moving on to some of the hardest working people at Moat. Who do you think are... I'm just kidding. Me. I'm not going to ask you who's the hardest.
0: Me. Joe. No. Joe Hard Work. No. Joe Work Hard.
1: Joe... Joe, work Joe, hard. relax.
0: Joe, work hard.
1: Joe, relax. Every day, <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe works sm- hard, hard, hard. Joe's smoldering fire. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. So who? Who, who do
1: I think is some of the hardest working? Yeah,
0: who the hardest working? Is? All
1: right, you tell me if you agree. Our stranding investigations program. Yes. 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 yes.
0: And our hospital staff. And our
1: ho- animal hospital. They're
0: here like twenty-four. <laughs> Seven with those animals.
1: So well, let me ask you, no um, as of December, you know, yeah. between like January and December, how many sea turtles did they recover oh that were goodness. either found deceased, often with the red tide, or for another reason?
0: I don't know, but it's going to be a lot because I remember sitting and talking to Gretchen. Yeah. And her basically saying her phone was blowing up 24 hours a day.
1: All, all year long. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Um Give me a number here.
0: I'm. It's going to be in the high hundreds to maybe even more.
1: Actually, okay, so it was 309 for this year. Wow. But the typical number is down closer to, I think, 100-ish is yeah, what I heard. Yeah. So they had a, a ridiculous year. Um, a lot of it considered to be due to the red tide. Our colleagues at FWC were saying um, and they had 34 um, dolphins or whales that so they had to either respond to or recover. Um, most of those were deceased, which is pretty sad. We had a dolphin unusual mortality event declared mm-hmm. by the federal government this year, um, and that's still, as far as I know, ongoing. We're waiting to hear what what they've learned. But a lot of the dolphins um, that were caught in or not caught uh, recovered dead in our area, Sarasota and Manatee counties, they uh, did test. Their samples tested for red tide exposure, so a lot of them did um, so we know that that was hitting some of them pretty hard. I went
0: on some of those recoveries and uh, yeah, that's not an easy thing to do.
1: yeah, you went along you like you were right there
0: yeah they're those dead animals um, are not it's number one it's it's heart wrenching to see these these animals that are you know dead. And then, secondly, to see them their decomposed bodies in those states is, is even harder to take.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's both not for the faint of heart or no. faint of stomach. stomach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which uh, all our team is extremely tough. All you know, yeah. like a few of them, you pretty much count their staff on one hand. Mm-hmm. But they have a lot of great volunteers. Now our hospital had a busy year. They had a uh, forty-four patients so far, and they still have we Salem. We still have Salem. Yeah, Salem, the of the dolphin,
0: and and doing well.
1: Good, yeah, she's improved. Knock on and, wood. And uh, right before the end of the year, she passed her hearing test. Yeah. So that's uh, one of the things she has to do before they can determine if she can be released. Mm-hmm. So good luck to Salem. Good luck, Salem. So uh, let's see. Who else was working hard this year? Let's see. Let's Haley Rucker was working hard. I was hard. working hard. Uh, <laughs> well,
0: you, both you and, and uh, Stephanie did. I have to give both of you props for handling all the uh, PR and uh, lot inquiries, inquiries that we had. A lot of uh,
1: questions and
0: in regards to the red tide, so you guys did really. You guys were under some some hard conditions there.
1: Ooh. Yeah, as were we all. Um, one of our scientists said to me, she could practically write a paper on red tide and social media because the two together are <laughs> something we're we're really seeing uh, anew this year. Yes. Uh, so we had a good year um, we did have uh, a good year for some things in the fish world even though red tide took out a lot of fish um, our efforts to release uh, snook into creeks for research actually um, went along pretty well this year yeah um, the creeks that we're looking at I think tend to be low or yeah low salinity so it's not um, a place where you would expect red tide to come up in and, and
0: exactly like into Philippi Creek we uh, I was out with um, dr. Schlu- Schless- Schlesser, Schlesser. I, I'm sorry Ryan I never get your last name right Yeah. Um, but we were out at uh, Riverview High School um, where the um, students there had raised or helped raise and then release um, juvenile Snook back into Philippi Creek.
1: All right, so this is this year we released 5461 total. Uh, Hatcher reared pit tag snook into wow. Philby Creek and North Creek locally. Um, Ryan told us that this is the most fish we've released in a single year since. Take a guess. How long has it been?
0: I'm going to say 2000 or 2001.
1: You're close. It's 2004. Really? This is and uh, it's actually they all came from one spawning event at our aquaculture park. So mm-hmm. they're doing a good job with they're that. they are doing over a great there. job, then. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, props to the snook people, um, the pit tagging, uh, the tags in the snook are kind of like microchips for your dog. They get detected by these antenna arrays on shore, helps us answer questions about the snook's r- behavior after they're released. So we can do a better job with uh, fisheries enhancement. Mm-hmm. Um, what were the biggest sharks we tagged in 2018?
0: Wow. Well, um, our very own. Yeah, Dr. Robert Huter traveled way, way up to the frigid waters of Nova Scotia, Uh and with the help of Osearch, he was able to tag some giant, great white sharks.
1: But this is a trick question. What what were the biggest?
0: What were were the biggest? Yeah. Uh, Okay, whale sharks. Okay, here, at off least. Our coast.
1: At least I'm assuming that the whale sharks we tagged were bigger than the white sharks. but
0: Yeah, they would be, because yeah. I think the biggest white shark was only 15 or 16. Feet. Oh,
1: only that long. Yeah, what, only, only that long. Only. Whale sharks are the world's largest fish species. They are. So in June, um, we had I a
0: forgot c- about that. They were right oh. off our coast. Yeah. They
1: were right here. I mean, yeah. well, relative. There's a haul. It's
0: not like they're off in the Atlantic. They were right here. They were in the, they Gulf. Were in
1: the Gulf of Mexico. Right here. Um, so we did tag two... Um we learned right before Christmas that the tags we put on them popped up the way they were supposed to do, and they came to the surface. So we're waiting to hear from Dr. Huter on what those tags tell us. He has to analyze, process the data.
0: Lots of data.
1: I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, we also, you mentioned we tagged those sharks with Osearch off Nova Scotia. Those white sharks, there were, I believe, uh, seven? Am mm-hmm. I getting that right? Mm-hmm. So you actually can still track those guys. They're at uh, osearch.org.
0: And one of them came from Nova Scotia and swam all the way around f- the Florida you know, Peninsula here and into the Gulf.
1: Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, okay, how many of them can you name? We got Nova, Luna. Luna oh. uh,
0: Fraser. No. Um, was it Frazier? <laughs> Fra- no. 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 There was one that was, oh, Cabot.
1: Cabot. And we had one that was unofficially named Shorty because he was the smallest. He was the smallest, yeah. yeah. Who am I missing?
0: Oh, goodness me. Um, Jeff
1: first. No, Jeff first. Hal? Hal. After Halifax. Halifax, yes. yeah. Yes. We got five. That's I think pretty that,
0: good. That's pretty Yeah. Uh, the one we're missing is the, the one that nobody really liked. <laughs> and so we don't talk about him. <laughs>
1: They were bad. Yes. (laughs) Um, So we had a pretty busy uh, year down in the Florida Keys. Um, Our scientist, Dr. Heather Page down there, she's a great uh, postdoc, really bright. Um, She did uh, experiments uh, on ocean acidification, one of the parts of climate change, and how it uh, affects the interaction between corals seaweeds and sponges and she said that their results give some limited support for the idea that uh, ocean acidification might facilitate a shift toward increased sponge and macro algae abundance on the reefs hmm. so maybe a different composition than what we're used to seeing mm-hmm. the big shift mm-hmm. so i don't know if that's uh does that scare you joe
0: <laughs> well you know algae if the if the reefs are covered in algae that would be a a bad thing to for me i think i would rather see pretty corals than algae but sponges are nice um
1: (laughs) yeah who's for it's not for us to say if it's good or bad i guess but um it's gonna it's it's a shift it's a change yeah
0: so you know some people like change some people don't like change
1: Hmm. i don't like change if i'm being honest i know you don't (laughs) he's looking at me i'm
0: okay I'm okay with it, it.
1: I yeah, it's a yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, but um, it's really important to know what OA is going to do um, around the world because it's a global issue and it it could be um, it could really affect or even change some of the ecosystems we depend on.
0: And so it's it, a real so. thing, people. It's, it's not made up.
1: It's real and it's uh, actually present. It's happening. Uh, now, we have an ocean acidification research system in the Keys, and during Hurricane Irma, that got hit pretty badly.
0: Really hard, yeah.
1: Got hit pretty bad. And now I've heard by the end of the year, we were saying we have actually rebuilt it, um, and it's better. Uh, they doubled the capacity. Yeah. Uh, so the woman who oversees all that, uh, Emily, Dr. Emily Hall for the ocean acidification program, she had, she reported on some research in 2018 just strengthening the idea that maybe seagrasses could help protect nearby coral reefs from ocean acidification. That's an idea that's hmm. been going around. Like, could they buffer the effect of yeah. ocean?
0: because they would absorb the, uh, yeah.
1: The carbon? Oh, or, yeah. Huh.
0: Interesting, see? See? we yeah, got to get Emily safe. back home, we, too. D- we like Emily. So, yeah, Emily's cool.
1: So uh, the sea turtle program did pretty good this year. Uh, they had uh, on our local beaches back up here in Sarasota County. Uh, we saw a near record number of nests. Want to guess how many nests we saw?
0: Oh, Haley, I've been doing horrible today with guessing, but you I'm have gonna been. go with um, fifteen hundred.
1: What? No.
0: Less. More. 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 Oh my goodness, two thousand.
1: Nope, more. More. Five thousand. No, you overdid it. Ugh. You overdid it. <laughs>
0: I overshot you once lose again. <laughs> all your points.
1: It's a total of 3,151 nests over our 35 miles that we monitor by moat. Um, it's the third highest since we started our sea turtle conservation research program 37 years ago.
0: I'll take sea life for 200
1: hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure you will. Yeah. Sure. Um and we actually started a new um, web page on Moat's website to track our sea turtles that we're tagging with satellite tags, which is pretty cool.
0: Are we racing these turtles?
1: Oh, no. no. I don't think they would cooperate, and I think that might be illegal.
0: Oh, wow. Well.
1: Might be illegal.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just thought maybe you'd make some money off this.
1: Oh, uh, Joe. Why do you work here?
0: I don't know sometimes.
1: You care about the turtles.
0: Yeah, I do care you about them. all the animals.
1: So. Uh, we had about 214 volunteers that came back to do our sea turtle monitoring effort this
0: year. Yay. Yay for the volunteers.
1: We had 61 new ones. It's
0: hard to do all that work without the volunteers. Oh my gosh. Uh, And they- Especially, you know, the sea turtle patrol stuff.
1: They braved the red tide this year. that must've been brutal. They dealt with respiratory irritation. They mentioned, you know, fish bones on the beach, just nothing too fun about that. And they did it all for the turtles. That was good.
0: which, speaking of which, we have the run for the turtles coming up. Oh, that's uh, in right. In April, don't we?
1: Yeah, we do. So I think we've got it at moat.org forward slash turtle run. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to sign up, if you already like have a New Year's resolution to be more active, then you pretty much need to do sign this. Sign
0: up. You, I think you can sign up now. I think it's. Um, yeah, it's open. It's, ac- it's open now.
1: It's open. I'm guessing you'll be there, Joe.
0: I will be there. Joe will there. make an appearance.
1: Um, so we're going to move on to manatees, our other, uh, protected, big charismatic species. Um, yeah. it was even, it was a hard year for manatees statewide. I don't, um, Those
0: are not pretty when they're dead.
1: No, yeah. nothing is right. Yeah. And the red tide was hard on those manatees yes. and, um
0: was very hard on them.
1: But here at Moat, we had a little bit lighter news. Um, Our resident manatees, Hugh and Buffett, are safe and sound, of course. And they are uh, still helping with research and what they do now, which they've uh, undertaken some interesting training to do. They are trained to swim against this endless pool current thing that people used to, you know, swimmers used to train. Yeah, lap pool. Yeah, like a pool lap, treadmill, kind of underwater treadmill thing. And they're trained to swim against that and then breathe underneath this dome. and so you um,
0: measure the CO2.
1: Their oxygen consumption. Yes. And that has, in some way, can be translated to sort of uh, energetic cost, how much they're spending to do the work they're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the researchers from Moat and University of California, Santa Cruz, are doing this as the first uh, study of energetic cost in continuously swimming manatees.
0: It's very cool.
1: Yeah, they burned a few calories just for for science.
0: Yeah, because you know nobody, you know this is what I say. I I love working here because this is stuff that's not going on anywhere else in the world.
1: Human buffet who are, else is doing this? Kind our of stuff? manatees, Sue and Buffett, are pretty special. We're
0: fine, and the more we learn about these animals, the more when they become stranded or injured. The, the more we know, the, the better we can treat them and get them back out into the wild.
1: Yeah, and I speaking of um, treatments and such, um, one of our scientists who leads the marine immunology program, Dr. Kathy Walsh, mm-hmm. she um, undertook a project um, with colleagues from the East Coast this year, and they are studying um, the stress, the oxidative stress that happens in manatees' bodies when they're exposed to the toxins from red tide. Wow. And by studying that, And then later, by studying um, how some antioxidant substances might affect that process, like just at the cellular level, I think in the lab, they're going to see if there are substances that might later be tried as treatments for manatees. It's, uh, it has to happen sort of at like the lab stage first, so they're not just going to go feed manatees. Acacia. Something. Yeah, or whatever, you know, orange juice. Pomegranate. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. They're, they're going to do some cellular work first, uh, some lab-level work first, um, and see what they can learn. But the idea is to ultimately improve veterinary care, which is really cool. Nice. Yeah, and uh, we also had some, uh, some researchers doing uh, manatee temperature studies this year. Our own German researcher, Dr. Nicola Erdzak, uh, she uh, published on how to um, basically, let's see, Basically, uh, detect temperature change in manatees because that's another big issue for them. Another group of researchers named a new newly classified species of shark after the founder of Mo. Oh, let
0: me let me let me guess. Yeah, uh, Clarkus Genius.
1: Eh, no, no. <laughs> no.
0: Eugeneus. It's, it's a
1: dogfish. Do you know the genus that dogfish are in?
0: Uh, well, uh, canine. No. <laughs> okay.
1: The name of the fish or the shark. It, it is a fish, but squallus.
0: Squalus. Clarke. Clarke. Squallus. Squalis Clarke.
1: And it's known uh, commonly as Genius Dogfish after Doctor Eugenie uh, Clark.
0: She would love that. She
1: would love that. It's a really cool uh, shark. With a look at the picture of its. Uh, it's amazing uh, eyeball there. Oh, man. It is a wild looking little shark. It is
0: a wild looking little it's shark. It's got
1: a really large, large looking eye and a very slim and kind of dainty looking um, body. It's kind mm-hmm. of cool. Um, and this uh, year, we heard a lot of uh, interesting news from let's see the sarasota dolphin research program our our colleagues from uh they from the chicago zoological society they kept on doing their monthly dolphin photo id surveys and as of december they had found uh, 11 new calves with the sarasota bay resident bottlenose dolphins this year and seven were still alive we always i think you lose some calves in a given year but we're glad to hear that you know a number of them were with us Um, And then this year, one of my favorite things was this big network of researchers that were um, tagging animals and tracking them around Sarasota Bay. You remember that? Mm. You don't remember? We don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's called the Sarasota Coast Acoustic Network.
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes.
1: It's uh, people involved in it. They tag things like spotted eagle rays, different species of sharks. Um they monitor dolphins through acoustic uh listening stations. And who am I missing? Uh,
0: it wasn't it the fish as well, weren't they? Yeah. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. The
1: snook. Snook yeah. are part of this too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and so they have this network of these receivers that they placed in the bays. Uh it's passes, basically places where animals are gonna be passing through, and they're watching like who comes and goes, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And uh let's see. Oh, and I've, there can't what? be much
0: more because... Because we're going to run is out a of time. Lot and but this is a lot.
1: I know. We're pretty much like at the end here, but we have to give a little bit of props to our education team this year. Okay. Okay. Uh, guess how many participants they serve this year. Three. Good. No. No. <laughs> no.
0: Three is going to be the answer to something.
1: Uh, okay. I'll find a question. But in the meantime... Yes. <laughs> In the meantime,
0: I, <laughs> I'm gonna say a thousand.
1: Oh come on, come on. Five
0: thousand. Twenty-eight
1: thousand three hundred forty-eight. Wowzers. Yeah, I mean seriously, um, and yeah. let's see. I don't. I don't know how many episodes of Two C fans we released this year, but whatever it is, it feels mm-hmm. like a lot.
0: Every two weeks.
1: Yeah. The last thing on my list, which I forgot to say in our science part, was uh, the Benthic Ecology Program did some really cool stuff this year. They, put, uh, they worked with Sarasota Baywatch to put clams out into Sarasota Bay in a restoration research project, see if they can restore the clams without them getting, you know, eaten by other stuff.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, or killed by red tide.
1: Exactly. And a lot of them were surviving as of uh, December, I heard, in the plots that Moat was monitoring. We were finding some pretty good survival of the red tide, which is exciting because with scallops, it was a lot harder on them. We lost a lot of scallops. We so did, yeah. These clams are uh, the southern hard shell clam, Mercenary campeachiensis. So if you're interested in shellfish restoration, check that out. And then <laughs> finally, what are you laughing at?
0: <laughs> the way you said it. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, that's good. Okay. My, uh, one of my favorites this year, um, our scientists are going back into the Gulf of Mexico's blue holes, the underwater cave sourcing coals that yep. uh, they've been exploring for some time. but now, long time, yeah. Now they're going back there with uh, high-tech stuff. They have a benthic lander.
0: Yes. Very cool.
1: By our, from our colleague, uh, Georgia Tech and FAU colleagues. Um, one of them is Dr. Jordan Beckler from FAU. He used to work at Moat. Um, he is helping us with that, getting that down there to measure how nutrients might come out of blue holes, which might affect the ecosystem above them. Mm-hmm. Uh, colleagues from Georgia Tech are looking at bacteria and microbes down there. Um, maybe they'll find something new. Who knows? And then... Um, we're just we're just figuring out um, the ocean acidification dynamics down there. They're pretty uh, acidified sometimes in blue holes, things like that. And of course, our own Jim um, technical diver extraordinaire, is <laughs> is going down <laughs> over a hundred feet to get to these awesome sites. So, the wow,
0: exciting stuff.
1: Was that enough for you, Joe?
0: That was plenty. Are you? I'm exhausted. Are you tired? I'm exhausted.
1: We're just starting a new year.
0: Well, I. I'll bounce back, Alice.
1: Okay. This is like the positive Joe year. Just
0: give me another cup of coffee.
1: Okay. We're going to go get Joe a cup of coffee. So in the meantime, we'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. For another episode of 2C Fans at Moat.